Welcome to the Heartbeat of Humanity, a podcast series for staff and volunteers at the Red Cross Red Crescent Movement, working with mental health and psychosocial well-being. My name is Veronika Dietz, and I'm a project assistant in the IFRC Reference Center for Psychosocial Support. Mental health and psychosocial support continue to be high on the agenda of the Red Cross Red Crescent Movement. Just recently, in June 2022, at the Council of Delegates, John Labor, the Secretary General of South Sudan Red Cross, took the floor to inform about the progress made in terms of MHPSS. But he also read aloud a statement on behalf of 70 national societies, the IFRC and the ICRC, reminding the movement about their commitment towards the well-being of the people we serve. With Eva Svoboda, who is the Deputy Director of International Law, Policy and Humanitarian Diplomacy at the ICRC, we will discuss in today's episode what are the movement's commitments in terms of MHPSS and why is it important to stand together as a movement to promote mental health and psychosocial well-being. Dear Eva, welcome to the podcast Heartbeat of Humanity. A pleasure and an honor to have you here with us. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. You're working in the ICRC, I mentioned that, with international law, policy and humanitarian diplomacy. Can you tell us in a nutshell what that means? In a nutshell, it might be a little hard, but I would try to be short. So in our department, we have um, a number of different issues we, we deal with, uh, legal issues, policy, and then humanitarian diplomacy. So if I give you a couple of examples, it's issues such as autonomous weapon systems or counterterrorism measures or urban warfare, but also health. Um, the pandemic, obviously following on from the COVID-19 pandemic, we dealt a lot with and thought a lot about what does that mean for people who especially live in places where there's armed conflict or where there are emergencies. And so in, in our department, we deal with these issues. We try to um, influence those who have a, can take decisions on people's lives positively or negatively. And we use, of course, humanitarian diplomacy also to, to do that. That's an important vector. So in a nutshell, that's about what we do. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> and you mentioned something about influencing states and influencing other stakeholders. I mentioned in the beginning that during this year's Council of Delegates, the movement's progress in terms of MHPSS was reported. Can you explain why the movement's progress in MHPSS was reported at the Council of Delegates? And have you been involved somehow in this process? Yeah, so it's really a recognition how important this topic is. And and I say, you know, again, due to COVID-19, of course, that followed on after 2019 when the resolution was passed at the International Conference. But already then there was a recognition by the movement that mental health is such an important topic. It permeates every person's life. Uh, it's important to address it. It needs to be mainstreamed. And so really a reflection around how can we push this topic Topic. So it is really on top of the agenda in terms of um, addressing health issues and also recognition that the movement can play an important part given how um, where it is present in the whole world and really its ability to influence states and work with communities affected. And so it was on the one hand really a recognition of the importance of the topic and also recognition how we as a movement can contribute to making it better. And I know that at the Council of Delegates, a policy and a resolution were adopted. Can you explain us more what that means and how that can push 
the agenda for MHPSS? Yeah, it's in a way really exciting to see that states who are signatories to the Geneva Conventions, all national societies, the IFRC, so the Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, and the International Committee of the Red Cross, the ICRC, all together decided really that we needed a resolution on mental health. And it is really to provide guidance to national societies, the IFRC and the ICRC, to create a framework how we can take this forward in a very pragmatic and concrete way. And not just, um, and that's the beauty of that resolution, it's not just lofty words, but what is it that we can do? And the policy really helps us with um, focusing on key areas and giving a framework within which we can work. Can you explain us what the difference is between a policy and a resolution? Yeah, so in, in simple words, it's almost like the policy is the translation or the concrete translation of the resolution. The resolution has a number of, of commitments in there from states, obviously, who bear the primary responsibility to look after their, their, uh, after people's health. Um, but the policy really is, is like, a, it's almost like um, a guidebook to help national societies, the IFRC and the ICRC, to create not just programs, but also to help them create influencing strategies, how they can make uh, sure that really all authorities and states follow these these um, these commitments, um, and that also that they can engage with communities who are affected. So really, it's the resolution is in a sense, the higher level document, and then the policy is the concrete translation of it. And uh, something that I, I think is important to mention, there's also a roadmap, which is even more concrete and really helps us give that kind of that framework within we, which we can work. I am sorry for interrupting the podcast. My name is Jesper Gule. I'm a communications officer working for the IFRC Psychosocial Center. And I just want to provide a bit of background information about the process of integrating MSPSS in the Red Cross Red Crescent movement after the resolution and policy was adopted in 2019. In 2020, the IFRC, the ICSC and national societies developed a joint roadmap as a way forward for the movement to implement the policy and resolution. The roadmap supports a strategic and coordinated approach to implementation of the policy and resolution and identifies six priority action areas. These areas were selected as areas on which all movement components could work and show collective impact and highlight MSPSS as part of our core identity and brand. It is a three-year plan outlining the outputs and outcomes expected by 2023. Based on the priority action areas, the movement has formed five working groups made up of colleagues from Red Cross and Red Crescent National Societies, the IFRC and the ICSC. And now, on with the podcast. You are one of these working group co-leads, how we call them, like the leaders of the working groups. And your working group dedicates to mobilizing political support for mental health and psychosocial support, humanitarian diplomacy and advocacy. What is its mission? And that sounds very abstract. How can the working group contribute to this mission of influencing states and and influencing the men that to prioritize mental health 
and psychosocial mm. well-being. You, you're right that one can be forgiven for thinking, well, what does that mean in concrete terms, influencing states? So concretely speaking, it's really engaging with states and discussing with them, do they have the right policies and legal frameworks in place that then allow their own departments, whether that's health or other departments, to to concretely um, put in place processes that help and, and, and services that help people who do suffer from mental health issues. Um, that's one thing. And so it's the conversation with states. And this can be done very well by, for example, national societies, because they live in these countries. They know what the issues are. They they speak with affected communities and can really bring these concrete examples and issues to state authorities. And then we can speak, the, so this is the more local level. Then we can speak about the more regional and global level. There are, for example, events, whether that's, for example, the Rome summit that is being organized very shortly in, in October, but also there was another summit last year on mental health issues. And so it's a question around really passing key messages on why this is such an important topic, why it is important to change legislation, for example, why it is important to have policies in place that really um, make sure that people who suffer from mental health issues don't fall through the cracks. Because ultimately, if we don't address these issues, it will have an impact not only on that person, but it it has an impact on his or her family, on a whole community. So it is really something that will benefit the whole community. But for that, you need to have the services in place. They need to be accessible. And these are very concrete things that states can do. So it's really that outreach with concrete examples and making sure that states understand why this is important. Very interesting. And how does the working group very practically contribute to that? Like, What you mentioned, the Rome Summit, are there other things in pipeline or um, vision for the next year? Yeah, so hopefully there will be others. So uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a Nordic conference that was organized on this topic, a, a very important event that took place. There are hopefully other events ongoing. Then there's also the bilateral outreach. And it's... Um, really opportunity, seizing these opportunities to make sure that mental health is on top of the agenda. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, there are so many different priorities. That's true. Uh, I think mental health is such a fundamental issue that when it remains unaddressed, have so many has so many other negative consequences. And I think when if we make sure that we understand that mental health is being mainstreamed, then I think we can really make a big step forward. So there will be other opportunities. And then, of course, the big opportunity or the important event for the movement is the international conference, which will take place in 2024, as well as the Council of Delegates. And at that moment, we will have to report back on the resolution. So we also want to engage with states in preparation of that international conference and understand from them, were they able to um, put concrete measures in place following up from the resolution that they passed in 2019. It's me again. You may ask yourself when listening to the podcast episode, what is the Council of Delegates and what is the international conference? The Council of Delegates of the International Red Cross Red Crescent Movement gathers all the components of the movement, which means all national societies, the ICSC and the IFRC. The purpose of this meeting is to set common strategies. The Council of Delegates contributes to strengthen cooperation and foster relationships among the members. 
The International Conference is a meeting of all movement components plus the states of the Geneva Convention and observers such as NGOs and the UN. It is the supreme body of the movement and a unique non-political forum. The purpose of the conference is to strengthen legal frameworks and policies, shape the humanitarian agenda and foster relationships and synergies. The outcomes of the International Conference are resolutions. A resolution is a decision taken by the members of the International Conference which report back about the implementation at the conference and the Council of Delegates. And now, on with the podcast. For those national societies who are engaged and want to push MHPSS, what could you tell them? How can they support this agenda in reporting back to the Council of Delegates and the International Conference? How can they support you? Yeah, and it's wonderful you mentioned that because I think national societies play such a critical role in, in, in this because they are really the ones who hear first from affected communities. They're often affected themselves. And I think here it's very important to point out that one of the working groups is actually working with volunteers because they too are often affected. With everything that they see, we need to make sure that we look after their mental health. And so national societies who are involved on this, I would say, please continue. It's such an important work that you do. And then also, if you do have questions, there are often regional focal points or regional groupings, regional networks that you could feed into where you can share your experience. And then hopefully this one, we will have to do better in making sure that we we can um, better seize these experiences and this information that feed into the work working group, that we can also then showcase some of these good examples, but also making sure that people understand or, or that we point out also some of the really challenging situations. So it's really a communication and a, maybe a, um, not, not a plea, but an ask really to engage also with the working group um, and with, with the networks that already exist. Thank you. Thank you. That was very interesting. Do you have any remarks, anything else that you would like to share with us with the work you do and the movement does on MHPSS on this big, big agenda of influencing decision makers? Yeah, maybe to say that um, influencing always takes a lot of time and a lot of patience, uh, a lot of tenacity and persistence. It's understanding also the challenges that states face. You know, it's easy to say, just put in place processes, just put in place services. It, that's not always easy to do. So understanding what some of the obstacles are, is there, you know, an important role for national societies as auxiliaries to their authorities? What are what what can the IFRC and ICRC do here as well? And so um, being patient, I think, is important but really working towards this goal that it is understood that mental health matters. Mental health matters for each one of us, regardless of where we live. And it's in particular important for those people who live in places where there's armed conflict, natural disasters, emergencies, where we know that this can hugely impact already a difficult situation. So it's this compounding effect of, of, of these various shocks that people experience. And so looking after their mental health is just really not just a, an important thing to do, but but it's, it's indispensable that we do that. And so it's a collective effort. Every one of us can contribute. And I think uh, now the work leading up to the international conference will be particularly important. But I would also say that it goes well beyond that. It's a, it's a topic that will remain important beyond the international conference. 
Yeah, and as uh, John Labor, Secretary General of South Sudan Red Cross, said in his statement during last Council of Delegates, making MHPSS not a luxury for few, but like a necessity for all, or like that's the spirit that uh, that I think you are co conveying here. Absolutely, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think this is a lovely sentence to to finish this podcast <laughs> on. So yes, this I couldn't agree more. And thank you so much again for having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> You have been listening to Heartbeat of Humanity, a podcast series for Red Cross, Red Crescent staff and volunteers working with mental health. In this episode, Eva Svoboda, Deputy Director of International Law, Policy and Humanitarian Diplomacy at the ICRC and co-lead of Working Group 5 under the Roadmap Project, explained to us why advocacy for MHPSS is important and how national societies can contribute to influence decision makers. You can find more resources about the MHPSS policy, resolution and the roadmap on the IFRCPS Center website. You will also find information about the working groups and how your national society can join. My name is Veronika Dietz and I hope you enjoyed listening to this Heartbeat of Humanity podcast. Remember that mental health matters. <laughs>